Hey, baddies, it's Erin here. Diane and I are taking a brief hiatus while she basks in the glow of the California sun. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. To tide you over, I'm sharing a very special Beaver Out of the Dam edition of Beaver Talk. Last month, I attended RuPaul's Drag Con in New York City. The audio recording you're about to hear is my personal diary of the day, intermixed with some insights from my husband, Sal, who was my date to the event. Just to be warned, the audio recorded was taken on a bus, inside a massive conference center, and in a taxi off my iPhone. But know what it's lacking in audio quality, it makes up for in heart. Enjoy! Hey, Bettys. It's Erin. I'm reporting to you live from my apartment in Park Slope, Brooklyn. It is 59 degrees here. It is sunny. And I am on the field today because we are going to RuPaul's Drag Con in New York City. I was up at 7.30. I am showered. I am doing hair and makeup. I am listening to Todger Call. It's all happening. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. The intention for today is to place eyes on RuPaul. That's it. We just want to go. He's doing three panels. I'm going to see what I can get into. Um, But I just want to behold the greatness that is Ru. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. All right. Let's see how it goes. Okay, Sal and I are at 9th Avenue and 34th Street. We're on the bus. We are headed to DragCon. We have seen, we have made an encounter with our first drag queen. She's in a black lace corset top and wig, wig, wig for days. Big red wig. Sal, how are you feeling about heading to DragCon? Uh, I'm very excited. I've never been to DragCon before. Just really looking forward to taking in the sights and the personalities and, uh, you know, seeing some RuPaul talks, hearing some good comedy. It's going to be fun. Okay, guys, we are inside the Javits Center. We have so far seen Bob the Drag Queen, Alyssa Edwards, Thorgy Thor. Aja, and then like Mich- walking by Michelle Obama, Alyssa Edwards just shantayed past with like 10 people surrounding her with a 10 foot train, like a goddamn queen. It was amazing. Like JFA, JFK's motorcade. Coming JFK's motorcade coming through. We all ran out of the way. It was like we were blindsided by the beauty. And now we are waiting to get into the charisma room to see RuPaul. This is first panel of the day. Um, They haven't let us line up yet. We're here 45 minutes early. We are getting in line. I will keep you posted. The drag race community. They know how to walk a runway, but they don't know how to create a line. It's pandemonium as we wait for the RuPaul talk at 1 p.m. here. Tensions are high. Excitement is high. It's a mess of people everywhere. (laughs) No one knows what to do. People are cutting in line. 
we're waiting patiently. We have yet to use Aaron's pregnancy card, but we will play it if necessary, because we must see RuPaul. Okay, Sal and I got in. Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening! <laughs> Bettys, I just want to jump in here and give some exposition. So Sal and I have taken our seats in the back of this 600-person theater to see RuPaul talk with New York Times columnist Charles M. Blow. When I pull out my iPhone to record, and lo and behold, RuPaul just strolls into the room. He's wearing a pink satin blazer, a crisp white shirt, and black slacks. He looks like a god. My mind goes blank with excitement, and I burst into tears. And that's when you hear me go. Oh my god, it's happening. It's happening! (laughs) Well, uh... (laughs) We just got out of the first ever Rue talk, and it was great. A lot of insightful conversation, uh, and uh, some great dad jokes, as courtesy of RuPaul, as usual. He's got the best dad jokes. But the best part about it was the second RuPaul walked in the room, Aaron started screaming and crying. <laughs> Like I've never seen before. It was as if she had seen the face of Jesus himself. (laughs) She was blessed by the great RuPaul. And she was hysterical and completely in love with the moment. And it was a beautiful sight to behold. We were one of the last ones to really get in. We squeezed in right in the back in a corner seat. And when RuPaul came through that door, I lost my goddamn mind. I have been in a room with Oprah. I did not cry when I met Oprah. (laughs) But I was full-blown, like, boy band hysterical, overcome and overwhelmed with emotion. It was so... Blame it on the hormones. Blame it on these dark times we live in. But it was just so overwhelming and so joyful. And I'm so glad we were in that room. And then Sal and I ran right out afterwards so that we can walk him, watch him walk by. And we followed him a little bit. Rue was wearing a beautiful pink satin blazer with a white shirt, black pants. He looked great. He's about 100 feet tall. And just the generosity with the crowd was great. I mean, you just, you could hear, listen to him talk and banter. And there's just such, he's so comfortable in his skin. Um... I did try to ask a question, which he did not pick us. We were too far in the back, but we'll keep you posted. Maybe we could get closer to Mama Roo as the day continues. There are more panels, more shopping, more photos to come. So we're really just getting started. But thank God it's, I feel like we got that big whopper out of the way. I feel relieved. I feel emotional. I'm ready for the rest of the day. I feel calm. And I can't wait to see more Roo. All right, it's 4.30. Sal and I are standing on the pink carpet. We did not get into Michelle Visage's panel or Alyssa Edwards. Things are getting crazy here. I feel like they're starting to bump the music. Night queens are coming out. Everyone is dressed to kill. People keep flooding in. It's going to turn into a party soon. My pregnant feet are dying. Even so, I'm seeing some queens without their shoes on. 
People are abandoning their shoes. You know, it's getting into the night. We're getting into the evening hours. I'm sure lots of partying. We bought a cat calendar, a drag paws calendar and t-shirt. And I feel um, success. I feel like we did it. We came, we saw, we saw shade. Okay, Sal and I are in a yellow cab. We are headed to Bonchon to get some Korean fried chicken. Our feet are is aching, our bellies are hungry, but our souls are filled. <laughs> we had a spectacular day, lots of photo ops. I think seeing RuPaul at the start of it just set the tone for, you know, we did it. We checked it off the bo- the list off the box and it was just enjoying walking around shopping you know spotting as many queens as we could amazing people watching i mean really if you could go and just sit a chair right at the entrance i mean especially towards the end of the day the women that just were streaming through with their gowns and their wigs i mean you couldn't tell who was on the show and who wasn't that's how professional um these queens were sal what was your favorite part of the day um, I think it was probably the RuPaul panel, honestly. It was great. Just seeing you break down in tears when you walked into the room. I mean, that was pretty pretty life-affirming right there. Yeah, for sure. I think RuPaul was the highlight of just, you know, being able to see him oh, and feel his energy. When I also got run over by Alyssa Edwards' motor- motorcade. Yeah, that was good. That was a good moment. Also, I will say, you know, queens of all ages. I mean, the youngest I saw was like, you know, five. I mean, you know, boys and girls dressed in drag, you know, older people dressed in drag. I mean, it was such a, it felt like a Lady Gaga concert. Such a lovely, um, inclusive, we used inclusive bathrooms. I used the men's room, so I was in the ladies' room. It was just, there was nothing but love. Um, it was a phenomenal afternoon, and thanks, Betty's, for spending it with me. I hope you had a had a nice time and lived a little vicariously through our adventure. Now, Betty's, before I officially say goodbye and wrap this special edition of Beaver Talk, I just want to take the time to thank RuPaul Andre Charles for inspiring me. His dedication to continue doing the work decade after decade is something I deeply admire. Even though he's been working in the media for over 38 years, he's been regularly overlooked and sometimes even mocked by the mainstream. He often shares how hard it is for a black, gay, femme man to be taken seriously. So he's had to carve out his own path to success. He's never waited for anyone to give him permission to pursue the work he was trying to create. And as a result, has been the trailblazing host of 10 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, a show that has now sent over 150 drag queens into the wild who are starring in their own movies, shows, musicals, and are celebrities in their own right. Because he never took no for an answer, he's laid the foundation for queer and inclusive media while inserting into his platform universal gems like if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? There's a reason he isn't just a drag queen, but the most famous drag queen in the world. I wish Rue nothing but success as his star continues to rise, and I will continue to channel him as my imaginary mentor when I need advice. I love you, RuPaul. Bye.
Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first boulet- burlesque. <laughs> burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!